poppin' people? It's your boy Cass here with the Say Less Podcast, uh, brought to you by Whistle Sports and Brother Networks. Thank you so much for subscribing to the show. Uh, thank you so much for supporting, watching the first episode of Say Less with Cass on Brother Networks and Whistle on YouTube. Got a brand new episode dropping tomorrow, uh, Friday, so I uh, hope you guys are into that and then subscribe to Brother and Whistle Sports uh, to watch the best of. Today's episode's really fun. Got my Worcester Sports family, uh, the viral superstar, uh, all-star game, celebrity game MVP, uh, one of my favorite files on social media, Famous Los, is joining the show today. Um, we talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, I figured it was time to have a little bit of levity on the show today. That was kind of the plan at first um, with the NBA coming back and, and everything else. And sports starting to slowly matriculate, but um, unfortunately, doing this episode under some uh, rather uh, unfortunate circumstances, and uh, I'm going to be dedicating this episode to my good friend Jazz Waters, aka Jazz Fly, passed away. Uh, we don't know much more about what happened uh, with her. Um, I'm not going to focus on that. But what I am going to focus on is um, the, the the light that she brought to my world and the world of so many other people that I know and love and care for. I've known Jasmine for almost, gosh, over 10 years now, uh, since about 2010, when I first really got my break in uh, journalism and writing and music. And uh, Jazz was one of the first friends I made in New York City. Uh, we used to run the streets a lot, myself, Low Key, um, Fox, Charlemagne, um, so many people, Jamal, Jeff, everybody that, uh, you know, stuff a lot of people like Ray Holiday, uh, Gabe, um, just everybody, man. It was our, our circle of people. And uh, Jazz was always a very special person. She was so gifted with her pen and her way with words. Um, if you don't know who she is, she started off as a, as a, as a music journalist. Um, well, I met her as a music journalist and an entertainment journalist. And we would fight a lot <laughs> over, uh, uh, music debates, very healthy, very spirited music debates. Um, most of the time, and we'd always have our fried chicken peace treaties where we just find somewhere fun with drinks and chicken and, uh, and just talk it out. Um, the jazz was an extremely talented creative. Uh, not only did she, you know, work, in, in music journalism and work with some very talented artists. She, uh, you know, her pen took her to the highest of highs. Uh, she was a writer for um, This Is Us, uh, an absolutely brilliant television series on uh, NBC um, that's won tons of awards that you can't even lose count of how many awards they've won. Um, she's also wrote Kidding, a uh, show with Jim Carrey. Um, and on top of that, uh, you know, she's worked with so many people, man. Shout out my guy, James Davis. Uh, we used to work on, uh, Comedy Central's Hood Adjacent, hilarious stand-up comedian. Um, one of my first times in the writing room was with Jazz when she brought me in to check out, um, the making of Hood Adjacent. It was a Jordan Sneakers episode, if you ever go back and look at that. Um, but it's not about what she's done in, in, in her career, um, Jasmine was a very special person. Jazz Fly was one of the most talented, uh, you know, uh, people I've ever seen work. But on top of that, she was just the coolest girl, one of the coolest women I've ever had to, you know, had the, the pleasure of calling a friend. You know, she's uh, she, she'd be she'd be the first one to kick your ass and 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 bring you in for a hug afterwards, right? She was that type of woman. You know, uh, she was always, or most of the time, um, one of the only women kicking it with, uh, which is essentially a guy's club in, uh, in in America. You know what I'm saying? In America, I'm sorry. Just in the world of that we were running, man, where when bloggers and writers and, you know, open bars every night and kicking it and at listening parties and running the city in New York. Like that was the lifestyle for a while. And uh, I'll never forget 
just um, the kind of light that she had, man. Charlemagne always calls her the Oracle because she always had this incredible clarity on so many things in life. And um, whenever she was, gosh, you ever hear those, those, those phrases, check on your strong friend, man. She was a strong friend for everybody. Anytime somebody was going through something with myself or low or, or, or C or anybody, you know, Jazz was the person who um, always made sense of everything, which is why this, the circumstances, and I don't want to get too deep into it, um, just everything around it just, just makes me feel uncomfortable and sad and um, a little upset. But uh, I'm not going to mourn her death. I'm just going to celebrate her life. So, I mean, man, if you, uh, you she, gosh, if you're just a fan of great black writing, I mean, she was a host of her own podcast. Shout out to my girl, uh, NY Delight from Detroit. Um, she was, man, she did some great, great, uh, you know, YouTube debate shows. Uh, and my guy Koza, who was the head of digital at BET, was, was tweeting a couple of those out. And obviously before... Everybody used to get on Twitter and yell about their uh, music opinions. Used to do it in real life, and we just record it. And that was kind of like the—I uh, mean, gosh—you can ask a lot of people. It was one of the first real moments of Black Twitter. Just all of our conversations that ended up going viral, and seeing what we took and and, and went with that, just as far as life was concerned. And I'll never forget Jazz because as she was uh, working on uh you know these 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 movies and tv shows and incredible work that she was doing i remember i had just was let go from translation and stashed and i was very uh in a dark i don't want to say a dark place but i was very uh unsure of what i wanted to do with the rest of my life she was somebody who brought me in the writer's room she was somebody who brought me out to la and said man come kick it here come you know I, I'm, I'm here for you. Let's, let's figure this out. She would always send me work. She'd always connect me with people. She was always somebody who looked out for the people that she loved. Um, I'm still trying to make sense of all this, man. And, and it's still very, very soon and, and tender to even talk about her and even eulogize her like this. But I, I wouldn't feel right doing a show that's damn near daily without talking about how much I care about this woman and how much she meant to myself and all of my, a lot of my close friends. Um, but yeah, man, I remember she was just working on these big shows and I was just working on the WWE and we would just always have these conversations, how we couldn't believe that we made it right. Like, you know, she was so, uh, she, the work that she was doing on this is us was just completely and incredibly groundbreaking. And, um, you know, I'm just a writer for the WWE, and it's it meant a lot to me. But I didn't think I didn't know if, if it meant a lot to anybody else. But it meant a lot to me because I'm a lifelong wrestling fan, and it was something that uh, I've always wanted to do. But we always talked about how how much we just inspired each other, um, just from our our, our our gift with pens and, and our gift to to talk and and write and create. And even though I was writing. Uh, backstage segments with about the new day and, and and Bobby Lashley and and Elias and those guys and Kevin Owens and she was doing network television Emmy award winning Emmy award nominated stuff. She always made me feel like a peer and even though you know and that was because we we went back we went back to those days back in New York when we was just busting through open bars and and kicking it and, and eating chicken and arguing over Kanye albums and arguing over Watch the Throne and it's been a rough 2020, you know, it's been a rough just year, um, for a lot of people. Um, and it continues to be rough, but I'm, I'm saying this because I know a lot of times I like to be open about my wins and losses, personal and professionally, because I know there's somebody out there that's going through it. That doesn't have this audience that doesn't have these, this sort of outlet to, 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 to express themselves. And I'm open about everything, man. People know that in the past year I've lost my daughter, my uncle, a mentor, and, um, now one of my very close friends, um, very good friends. It's, it's, it's upsetting. 
And man, I mean, I, I literally buried, you know, we're recording this Wednesday night. I literally buried my uncle this morning and then I found out about jazz later in the afternoon. And it's just like, man, 2020 just won't let up. But I always want to make sure I, I express myself openly and honestly to people who go out their way to support me that even if you're going through tough times mentally, man, it's just be good to yourself. Just be good to yourself, man. Like this world is hard. This world is, is unforgiving. And, you know, a lot of times you may not really know what is, you know, going on and why things happen and why uh, the things that take place in life take place in life. But all I know is I don't know much. <laughs> but uh, I'm saying all this to say, man, just keep going, man. Just keep going. Like, don't give up. There's so many people that, that depend on you. There's so many people that ride for you. There's so many people that that just, that just have so much love for you. Even if they don't say it every day, if they don't see you every day, even if they don't check in every day, just know that you're loved, man. Just know that you're loved. And, um, God damn, it's, 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 a, it's another tough one. It's a real, it's a real tough one for our community. And I'm praying for her brother and sister and the rest of the family and a lot of the friends that we were all close with, with her. And I'm, I really hope and pray that she's find peace. Find, she finds peace. In the, in the next life, man. Jazz Waters, rest in peace. I love you. I love you. And, um, you know, well, I'll see you down the road, my friend. Uh, Emilio. Well, hold on a second. Uh, I'd like to intro Famous Los real quick again. Uh, what's the sports family? My God, you know, why do that boy like that? Uh, we got to talk some hoops. Uh, we got to talk some basketball. It's been a long time, and hopefully... Uh, we're going to get some basketball soon. There's, apparently, there's been some holdups about the NBPA and, and the bubble. And I don't know. We'll just tweet some creepy things. So, for now, let's talk about the potential return of the NBA uh, very, very soon. My guy, Famous Los. Part of Say Less with Kaz, part of Whistle Sports and Brother. So, guys, please um, stay free, stay safe, and always say less. Emilio. Do as you do. Hit the motherfucking music. Los, man, it's been it's been a minute. It's been a, a, a long three and a half, almost four months. But the NBA is finally coming back July 31st. It's been a, it's been a long, arduous journey, especially for you, bro, because I feel like it's hard for me to enjoy certain games without your certain commentary on it. So I just got to know, just from a personal level, how has this whole quarantine been for you with no sports? Not even just being able to watch sports, but, I mean, I don't know where you live at, but they took down hoops where we was, the the the, the um, rec centers was closed, like, it was it was awful, man. But how how was it for yourself? Uh, it was tough at first. I mean, but you know, I'm used to that, man. Where I'm from, they always take down the goals. <laughs> <laughs> they always take down the goals. No one else but it was tough at first because I couldn't do the NBA videos. Right. But after me and Josh, my manager, Josh Milan, my manager, we talked for a while, and then I decided just to go on YouTube and just get all the clips from YouTube that mm-hmm. be up there. And I just started doing the long breakdown videos, and the long breakdown videos started doing good for me, like yeah, really man. very good. They do better. They do better than the <laughs> in game doing the live game videos. They do better yeah. than them. You know what it is? You know what I think when it comes to you and your content. I feel like certain people watch what you do, and they get the com- the, the comedic effect for it. But like you hoop for real, so yeah. like you can break it down to like a real basketball IQ sort of level for it. Do you find yeah. do you find a lot more satisfaction in, in watching and doing those long breakdown videos as opposed to just the funny like you know things that really got you hot as far as uh, viral content's concerned? I mean, I do like watching the games, but if you the way I do it now is my anxiety <laughs> is very <laughs> crazy when I do it because I literally sit down at four o'clock p.m. And the games don't stop to 12. So mm-hmm. I literally be in front of my TV from 4 to 12 just trying to – I don't want to miss nothing. I'm trying to post before the NBA posted. I'm trying to post before Bleacher Report. I'm trying to post before everybody. But with this, I can post anytime. 
I can post anytime. I can just go find LeBron from last year, find Bron from when he first got in the league, find Bron, and I can just break down the videos like that. So it is different. But I don't know. I probably like the in-game videos better. But these right here, I don't know why, but they get the best content. I do like doing it how I do, though, because yeah. the people you watch on TV, like the sports announcers and all that stuff, they break it down, but they do it a lot, like, statistically. You know, they just – it's like like they learned it from yeah. somewhere. You feel me? Yeah. Me, I do it – how I talk about it is like how people really talk about it in the house. Right. They talk about it in the crib, so I talk about it the same exact way. And that's the best way I try to do it, to try, try to connect people so they can understand more. You really can't understand always right. the sports announcers, what they be saying. Right. I'll, t- I'll tell you like this. It's almost like, you know, when I was growing up and, and you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a little older than the people that, be, that may be watching the show. But when I was growing up, you know, I, I'd see like Stuart Scott and the way he'd break it down. It would it would kind of speak my language. But I know he didn't really hoop like that. But he, he explained it how like people that I would go hoop with would explain like somebody yeah. getting a bucket or, yeah. or you know, every, everything that he would talk about. So when it comes to you, man, like going from building the entire following that you've had off of beating Bleach Report, beating House of Highlights, beating like these highlight websites and Instagrams to the punch to now that they're just coming to see you and, you know, whatever you're going to talk about, I'm going to sit and watch because I just like your point of view. Um, Do you feel like that's going to be more of the the way that you approach content going forward? Or is it still going to be like, you do still feel like you have that anxiety and pressure to like beat the bigger, Instagram accounts to the punch. Yeah, always. I just <laughs> that's just how I be. Like I don't ain't nothing changing. I'm trying to beat them. I'm trying to beat them. I'm trying to John Morant goes and dunk on somebody. It doesn't matter. I'm trying to post that before the NBA, before the Memphis Grizzlies post it. <laughs> before they get posted on their social media and they got like they got fifty people in there. They yeah. got fifty people with fifty hundred cameras and I'm still beating them. Doesn't matter. I'm still beating, and I'm talking about it before, so you can see what happened before on my page. If you're not watching the game, you've seen it happen before on my page. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I mean, I so was- now we've seen we've seen a lot of uh, you know we've seen like Trey Young kind of sneak into a run the other day and get his run on. We see like the slow matriculation of you know the NBA players getting back in the gyms. We see John Morant this morning damn near chewing on the rim, like looking down at the hoop yeah. at, at, at certain times. What's been um, what's been your favorite breakdown or favorite sort of video that's kind of come out of this quarantine that you've got to commentate on? Well, I told you, you know, I've been doing the um, player breakdown videos. Yeah. So that's – I haven't been really doing commentary on the videos that's been posted. I just right. been finding my own content. Right. But if I say which one was the best, it's probably my Trey Young right now or the Paul George one. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely. I don't know why, but I know why the Trey Young one because it's a lot of bink, bink going on. It's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot of pop out going on on that one. Paul George, too, because I just want to try to explain to people that he's really the best ball handler that's six eight and up. Exactly, you know especially saying? for a guy that big. I don't think people really uh, – and that's why I, I really like your videos. I don't think people really understand – how difficult it is or how skilled you got to be to pull off some of the stuff that he pulls off, especially at his height. He moves like he's six, six, like six, five. But then you forget like dude is six, 10 playing four positions. Like that's, that's a, that's a rarity. Not even just in the NBA. That's a rarity among the rare players. He has point guard, point guard handle, but he's six, 10, six, nine, six, 10. They don't make them like that. If you like six nine and you're strong and you run, you you a man. You run people over. You a stretch four, something like that. Like seeing seeing the six ten dudes the bop bop like that is extremely rare. So I'm glad you you got to break that down. So I like to to move it to this this case. Um, The NBA is coming back and it's going to be a one of a kind season. Just in the fact that. Certain teams that might have an advantage if the season was the way it was where you're traveling and you got two days off and you got home court advantage and all that type of stuff, all that's out the window. You're just throwing 30 or 22 teams in one place, no home court advantage. Your chemistry got to be tight because you're going to have a few playing games and then it's playoff time. How many how many games is it again? From what I heard, I thought I I heard it was going to be about eight like sort of playing games or regular season sort of like – Games for the rest of those teams to kind of figure out that last seed, or the, or they're going to turn that those games into some sort of play in uh, game, or whatever. 
that being said, there's going to be a lot of teams that may not have the certain advantage that they probably would have if this was a regular season or a regular playoff. Why do, why do you think that? I think that because, you know, you, you're looking at a lot of teams, like, for example, the L.A. Lakers, right? They got, in, in addition to having the best player in the world, a lot of those players outside of, you know, a handful of people are kind of up there in age. But you also have given, you've given guys like DeMarcus Cousins a little bit more time to, 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 you know, get healthier. And he hasn't – nobody's even talking about him. But at the same time, I look at a team like the Boston Celtics who are young. They go super deep. You know what I mean? Like, not a lot of people talking about them. Right before the season ended, you had Jason Tatum. Like, he was knocking on that door of being those guys, like, right yeah. before the season ended. And Jalen Brown's nothing to sl- sleep on. Kemba Walker's Kemba Walker. You know what I mean? They go about, like, six, seven, eight deep. And I feel like that depth and the way that the game is going to be played just without so many with, – with, you know, with a lot of games being played on one day's rest – I feel like that kind of changes things. I'm I'm not so sure that the Milwaukee Bucks is is waltzing through the East. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm starting to look at the Toronto Raptors. I was like, all right, like maybe they repeat. Maybe they go back to the finals again just because they got that chemistry. Just because Siakam's out there and and Fred Van Vliet is out there, and I don't think a lot. And there was a video that you broke down with Fred Van Vliet that I really liked as well because I feel like he's a guy who is uh, extremely underrated and he's a free agent. I hope the Knicks pick him up, but. <laughs> With, with with those type of circumstances, who do you think is going to be some of the teams that either surprise or or come out of their respective conferences when it's time for the chip? Maybe maybe the Rockets. Yes, yes. Maybe the Rockets because if Harden's going, Harden's going. At one point, Harden was 40, 40, 50, 50, 50. That kind of wears and tears on your body a lot. Right. But at first, I don't want no excuses from nobody. <laughs> I don't want no excuses about we had breaks. And all that, and all of a sudden, this is a profession. This people jobs. Ain't nobody yeah. really been having breaks. They have breaks playing, but I know a lot of these guys. They work out literally every day. Yeah. In quarantine, they working out. They have gyms at their crib. They work out. They get it in. Playing wise is different. It's different playing. I know that. But I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know. They gave Harden time to rest. Mm-hmm. And Russell Westbrook was looking good. Westbrook was playing point center and, and destroying teams. <laughs> yeah, so Russ been looking good. Yeah. I don't know. I got a lot of – I don't know why I have faith in the Rockets, but I at the beginning of the year I said the Rockets were going to win. I can't go back. I just – I don't care what happens. I can't go back on my word. Like, I, I feel like – I mean, you know what? I'm not I'm not mad at that because I feel like in, under these circumstances – and I don't want to feel like I'm giving people excuses or nothing like that because I feel like – I forgot. I think Shaquille O'Neal said this, like, you know, this team or this championship is going to have an asterisk on it and it may not really count. I'm like, nah, I think this chip is probably going to mean more given yeah. everything that everybody's gone over and gone through and, and the uh, incredible circumstances they got to play through. So that being said, it it almost feels like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it almost feels like they just kind of rolling the ball out there. It's like, all right, the teams with the best players is going to end up winning. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Yeah. That's why the Rockets, that's why the Celtics, that's why the, the Clippers, those are the teams that I'm looking at like, yo, at the end of the day, who going to check Kawhi? Who going to check Paul yes. George? Who going to check Lou Williams? Who yes. going to check uh, uh, Big Dude with the Dreads? I forgot his name. Um, Trez. Montrez, yeah, Montrez Harrell. Harrell. Who going to check these guys at the end of the day? And, and depth, you know what I'm saying? So you said the Rockets. Uh, who do you got coming out the East? I mean, like I do, I do like Boston. I like Boston. I like Toronto because we have no choice but to respect Toronto because they won last year. Right. It's like right. they have no choice but to respect them. I like them. But maybe I would say the Bucks, just because they have the right pieces. You know, you got, like, you want to talk about uh, the teams, you say whoever got the best player is going to win. How right. people think. But it's about having the right pieces. Like, the thing about the Lakers, they have the right pieces. Like, have people that sleep, people will talk about, they got Bron, AD, but they really have the right pieces. But the same thing with the Bucks, and they got Giannis to lead them. And then mm-hmm. you got, um, you got um, Middleton. I don't know why people sleep on Middleton, but he's an all-star two years straight. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why either. He, he's, I guess he's not one of the sexy names, and I guess when you play with I know. The- That's why. When you, get, when you play at the MVP, they always, like, try and, and, and diminish, you know, what – other uh, uh, what yeah. other uh, contributions that they may have. Just they do that. They do just that to, to big AD. up. They do that to AD. They yeah. do that to Middleton. 
Right, right, exactly. Like, granted, it was it was like it seemed like a two horse race with Braun and 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 Giannis AD. towards the end of the season, and people just like the popular, the popular. treating AD like he's, he's chopped liver. Like he ain't no he ain't no scrub, man. Like he's he's probably he, well, he's leading the team in scoring, rebounds, blocks, damn near every statistical category, and they just kind of sweep him under the rug. They're like, oh, we'll throw you a defensive player you in the or something like that. Yeah, you can't be the MVP, bro. Y'all got Braun. <laughs> that's just how it goes it goes like that it's crazy to me man it's crazy to me um this is this is gonna be a fun one man uh i know you are an all-star game celebrity mvp right and that is something that i feel like a lot of people shouldn't sleep on because i feel like too many people in the industry talk on hoops and they really can't hoop, right? Like, I feel like I, my man Josiah from uh, from uh, Yahoo, uh, he wanted to do the left-hand layup challenge to a bunch of sports journalists, where it's like, yo, listen, if you're going to come out your mouth and, and have some sort of, of, of take on somebody, we, and we know you don't hoop. Like, granted, like, I ain't, I ain't hooped to the level that you did. I know I didn't hoop to the level that Josiah did, who went to UCLA and all this other stuff. But, like, there's a lot of dudes who literally have made a living sitting on a computer chair and has never picked up a basketball in their life. If you could possibly do some similar challenge to other sports commentators or journalists that speak on hoops that really don't know how the game is played, what do you think would be a fair challenge to, to, to give to players or give to writers or journalists or columnists or bloggers about to, to test their real hoop knowledge? To test a, to test a hoop knowledge or hoop skills? Hoop skills, my fault, my fault, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, at the end, I guess it's both. I just gotta, yeah, yeah, but I just got to <laughs> see it. Let me yeah. see it. I don't care who you, who you do it against. I literally don't care who you do it against. You can go to LA Fitness. You can go <laughs> to, your, to, to the backyard yeah. Some friends that come over. I can see if someone can plays can play basketball. I can see it, man. It's not rocket science. You can see they might not be as intelligent on the court and stuff like that, but you can you can tell when somebody can actually play. Right. And then I would just say, let me just see it. Go to the gym. Post them highlights. Let me see your highlights. <laughs> let me just see your highlights. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't pay none of them no attention, bro. You should. I don't pay none of them no attention. And I feel like a, I feel like you you catch a lot of flack because you you post everything like you go to LA yes. Fitness. It don't matter who you playing against. Like you you go give them buckets and you know you'll see people in the comments like oh the, he ain't playing against nobody. He ain't doing this. He ain't doing that. Like does that ever really get to you? I mean, it, it, sometimes it used to, but then I realize the internet. That's just what they do. Mm. It doesn't matter. That's what they do. They say I can't play against this person. Then I play them and I be cooking and then. <laughs> then they'll bring up somebody else. And I'm like, oh, okay. Then they say, you can't play with this person. I said, oh, well, I played him in high school. I had 40 of them. Yeah. Oh, you're bringing up some old stuff. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I, I played NBA players. Dog, I played NBA players and really gave buckets. I'm not saying, no, I'm not going to call nobody out. Don't say no. We can't leave that leave that little nugget out there and not, not name no names now. I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, any <laughs> rapper can't play me. Doesn't matter. Any rapper. I, I started any rapper. Any I rapper. started Who Got Next. Okay. My uh, YouTube, uh, my YouTube show Who Got Next. I played Tory Lanez and Jimmy just you know to get it going. But after I played them two, I'm like, Tory talks so much junk. One. <laughs> Tory talks so much junk. Yo, but, Tory is the most. Oh, you gotta, I got, you gotta give him points for his confidence though. Like he talk, he talk like he's six eight, and he, and he jumped for the free throw. He's <laughs> two two. Too small, man. All of them really just not skilled enough. Quavo's actually okay. Quavo's okay. all right. I've seen Quavo. He's okay. Yeah. But we've seen what I every time I play Quavo, <laughs> it's like you can just literally see the difference. Like, I seen game, game, gameplay like he's been the like he done eight bids in prison. He's, a, he's a, the game, jail ball no, dude. Yes, no, yeah, he's not a basketball player. <laughs> game, my boy though. So I love game. Love, yeah. I, think he's, I think he's highly underrated in the, in yeah. the, in the long stretch of, of I play him against – I play game, though, in the BET celebrity game. Yeah. Which I didn't get MVP. And you I got had MVP. 30, I got 30-something. I had 30-something. And Tank <laughs> got MVP. But it was, was he singing? Was he singing to the judges or something? It was, no, it was like his event. Ah, okay, okay. That was just like last year, MVP, last year All-Star game. 
Yeah. When I had the most points, the most rebound, most assists, most everything in common got MVP. <laughs> I had 25 and Common had 10 points. Listen, they wasn't gonna they wasn't gonna not give it to Common in his home city, man. You know, I know, you know he so. probably he probably done the donated mad money to the to the children's foundation right. of the game or whatever. Like it was right. like, all right, you gotta take that. Right. Bought so it from you. Gotta eat it. <laughs> what about what about uh J. Cole? I see J. Cole in the gym a lot with uh Chris Brickley and Oh, I see J. Cole. I'm really a different breed, bro. Like, <laughs> I play basketball first. Yes. Yeah. I do comedy after that when I don't go to the league. You feel me? <laughs> These dudes rap first and stuff like that. They're not, not not like I don't think any of them was a star on their basketball team. Right. Nah, none of them. I can't even think of I mean I can't name one rapper that was a star on their basketball team. I mean Davies was all right. He went to college. He was he was he was a, he was a high school star. Like he was probably the best player on that team. But I mean, what star stretching it. Average? People always talk about Davies. What did he average? I heard. I heard in college he averaged like two points, but in high school he bowled, right? Oh yeah. In, in, in high college, school he was in college. My first two years, I averaged like four points, but it was different. Right. In right. high school, I could take 15, 16, 17, 20 shots a game. Yeah. In college, they were trying to turn me into a. I don't know what it was. Floor general or something. Pass like. the ball. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I can pass the ball, but I easily can get a bucket right here on, on this dude. He can't check me. It's like obvious. Yeah. I'm blowing by him and stuff like that, but I can't shoot this shot. I got to dish it. It got, it got real weird. But in high school, in high school, I had 666 points my senior year alone. Oh, just alone. Jeez. Alone. Okay. What's, the, what's, the career, what's the career totals in high school? You got over a grand, right? Easily. Who knows? Like, I, I, I didn't play. I, I I didn't play varsity my sophomore year because my coach quit. My I, I won't even talk to. Him. But my he put my <laughs> put my other man's up there, and yeah. I played. He made me go down to JV, and on JV I literally averaged forty points. Jesus, it was like it was like ridiculous. Of like, why is he on JV? Nobody could figure it out. Like nobody could figure it out. Then my junior year, I played with a whole bunch of dogs. Like a whole yeah. bunch of dogs. Like. I loved my junior year. We was nice as all the way. And I averaged like 13 then, mm-hmm. like 13 that year. And to average 13, the highest player on our score, he averaged like 17. Mm-hmm. I was like the third leading score on the team. And then my senior year, I was like 25, 25. I don't Easy. even know how I averaged 25 when I've never had 25. I'm still trying to figure it out. I was having 30, <laughs> 40, 30. It's weird like that. It's weird like that. Yes. You either you either, you either got a game where it's like, you know what, I got it going and I'm putting them up every time, or you're just like, oh, it's all right. This is an yeah. average one, but never just that exact 25. Cause I, yeah, because I, I had teams like that. We played Chapel Hill High School. Yeah. And every time we played Chapel Hill High School, I say, all right, all right, all right, all right, those. You got to have 50. You got to have 50 because they're terrible. You got to have 50. And then I have 20 points, 10 assists. I had the exact same stats both years, 20 points and 10 assists. And I checked out a third quarter. Oh, man. And then played no more because we was, we was winning by so much. I was about to say, your coaches, those type of coaches, when they're like, all right, you're just going to sit and, and let the let the end of the bench, clear the end of the bench out, get them yeah, excited, for a whole get them quarter, some sweat. <laughs> I never understood that. Not for a whole quarter, bro. Don't do me like that. But in Durham, the coaches don't really – understand about the next level, about how to get to the next level. Right. They don't understand that in North Carolina. It's, it, was, it was like, when I come up, it was, they didn't know, they didn't just don't understand it, bro. Yeah. Like, you got to be talking to these coaches. You got to be getting them to the games at least. At least get them at the game. Hype your players up. But don't worry about it because I got us. I got us. I got us. I got us. When I run this bag up, when I run this bag up more, I'm going to put cameras in every gym on the East Coast, and I'm going to help our East Coast boys out. I'm standing on here your podcast so people will know if I'm capping or not. On the West Coast, everywhere you go, it's a gym, it's a camera. Yeah. We don't hold you to that. It, it makes them the best players in the world. That's we what it does. That. It makes them the best players in the world because he's the only players you see. <laughs> it's the only players you see. You only see Mikey. You only see yeah. Jay Gua, whatever. You yeah. only see – um. Bronny James. You only see all these books. But you know what? Shout to, out, to, shout to out Steph Curry, man. Steph Curry put together his camp. I think it's called the underrated camp or something like that. I like that, that because yes. He was somebody that was similar where, you know, a lot of times, and forget me if I'm wrong, I think, I think the rankings for, like, uh, the high school rankings came out, uh, I think, a day or two ago. And my guy, my guy Marcus Gold, shout out to him, he put up, like, rivals rankings of Dame yeah, Lillard, John Morant, Steph Curry – 
two stars and lower to all That's these guys. And I feel like, you know, a lot of times, okay, you'll have like these, these, these phenoms where, you know, no matter what, these dudes, these dudes got next. These dudes is it. But almost all the time, you know, like you hear about these kids and I'm not, I'm not putting nobody down. Like I think a lot of these young kids are talented and they're going to make a lot of money playing basketball and they'll make it. But I always feel like the people who really change the game, the people that really, you know, come out of nowhere and, and, and really become the faces of the league aren't these people that we hear about from ninth grade on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always these kids that, you know, either go to a small school or nobody really paid attention to them or they just they, – they had something going on in their personal life and they wasn't interested in going to Duke or Carolina or, yeah. or these big schools. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's, it's different, man. I feel like right now, especially, you know, uh, with somebody like yourself and, and the audience that you have, there's such a big scope for youth basketball that, granted – Somebody like yourself, maybe if you was in high school around a time where everybody's got a camera, cameras, everybody's got cameras, what's this, everything, totally you know, it would be totally different for a lot of people, man. Like, do you think that it would have been uh, – is there, is, there, is there any, like, sort of regret as far as, like, your career went? Because, you know, I feel like you, you hit the nail on the head. A lot of people just don't get seen enough. Yeah. And no regret, but I just – I do wish. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was talking to my dad about reclassing. Yeah. Um, I, I, we didn't, he didn't understand it. Like, you don't need to reclass. If they, you're good enough, they're going to see you. They're going to see you. It's not always the case. It's not always the case. You have to, if they don't come see you, see, you got to go see them. You got to go where they're looking at. You got to get in front of their eyes. That's just how it is. I could have went to Hargrave. I could have went to Fort, uh, uh, Fort, uh, what was it called? Fort Union, Fort, something like that. The little military mm-hmm. school. Uh, uh, gosh, uh, damn, I know. God, that was a school. It's in Virginia, right? Is it Virginia? Yes, yes. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about, but the slip of the top. It's not Oak Hill. It's the other no, one. It's the, mil- no. it's the military school. I know which one you're talking about, but. I, I could I could have went to both of them, but didn't want me to reclass. I'm like, all right, well, after my senior year, I got a couple of D1s, but mm-hmm. I can't get into the D1s because of my grades. Mm-hmm. So how about I just do a fifth-year senior? Cause yeah, I was, I was basketball, but if I didn't play basketball, I didn't know what, what I was gonna do. Like, right, right. Like, I have to be basketball. Which is a lot of people. Which is a lot of people. Yeah, that's no everybody. Shame, no shame I mean, in that. If you're a kid, that's how yeah. I do. <laughs> I do this. They just didn't. They just didn't understand it. That's why I'm gonna. I promise, I'm gonna do it right, and I'm gonna help out a lot of kids. And I'm my son. I have a son now. I'm gonna do it right because I, I can. I see a lot of stuff now. I see. I see a lot of stuff. How stuff works. You it's wanna, the game, man. Good enough. The... I believe in you. Or you believe in yourself. I ain't even got to believe in you. You know, whatever. But you, you want to... I see... I play people. They be actually talking junk now. And I'm like, wait. Last time I checked, we're the same age, bro. And you, glad, you graduated in 2010. Yeah. I graduated in 08. And you graduated in 2010. And you... Yes, you did go to Memphis. Yes, you did go to Duke. Yes, you did go to Virginia. But, bro, you... Well, two was, years older than these people. He was two years older. Advantage. No, <laughs> I played. I was. I was. I averaged twenty five my senior. Year. If yeah. I'd have came back again, if I'd have came back again, well, I would average twenty twenty nine because I would have shot more. <laughs> I'd have shot more. You would have came in with the, with the with the target on your back too. Like yeah, like Thanks. you knew you had the, the the green light over them. And you know, you 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 said this. You said this so perfectly. Like. It really is a game, man. Like a lot of times, it's not about the best player, and a lot of times, it's not about oh well. If you if you play good, like they'll find you. Like yeah, they might, but might, you know, a might. lot of times, a lot of times, if you're not at the right camps, if you're not uh, uh, if you're not playing for the right AAU team, if you're not yeah. playing for the right sneaker brand, if you're not doing the right things, a lot of times you just might not get seen, and then you'll hear. Back then, back then, if you ain't go to ABCD camp. Oh, it don't matter what. Are. It don't matter what camp you went to. They nobody had the ABCD camp. If you, we had we had ABCD camp. You had a uh, five star. You had the yeah, but big five star was so five star was so They had one, so one good five star week. They yeah, it was so bootleg. ABCD is where they put you on it. Right, right. That was the I'm getting ranked. I'm coming out of here ranked camp. You know what I'm right. saying? And like, like I went to the Reebok the next year. I went to the Reebok. Um, the Reebok um, Game Breaker, whatever thing it was in, uh, it was in uh, Greensboro and North Carolina, whatever. And I went there. Really, I was dogging. Yeah. And that's what, like UNC Charlotte, Garner Webb, 
and a couple more little, little D1 schools around that area, which I'm so bad I didn't go to Garner Webb because they beat Kentucky the next year. <laughs> and that would have been that that might have changed your life right there. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? But ABCD camp, uh then the Reebok camp, it's just certain places you got to be mm-hmm. or you're not gonna get seen. Right. Period. Right. That's why I'm glad Steph does the underrated camp. But that has to even get bigger. Yeah, yeah. I think it's he's only done it. I think it's only the second year he's done it, but that's the camp that uh Chet Holmgren blew up at. Like he's the Ooh. seven foot white boy, seven white boy that that crossed stuff up. And oh, he's skinny. Up, yeah, skinny with tall white. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. kid that he, he blew up at. But you know why he blew up? Why? Because he crossed up Steph and those cameras. Because it went viral. Yes, yes, that's true. When that you go true. viral, it makes you better, makes you look better. But it's probably another boy that was there that didn't go viral mm. on the internet, but he was dogging. Mm. And he didn't get as many looks as, oh, boy. It's, it's, it's really interesting to me because, you know, in a way – the same way that the NCAA kind of profits off of like a lot of these kids and their, their, their futures and all that type of stuff. I feel like a lot of whether it's media companies or sneaker brands, like I feel like they profit the same sort of way out of the, after these high school kids where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna rank this kid number one in the country because he does a million views every time we put him on our videos. Like it doesn't really matter that like there may be a kid who was, like Zion Williamson and John Morant was on the same high school team, bro. You can't yeah. tell me that there wasn't nobody out there that knew this dude was going to be a top five player. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's a perfect example. Like every that, single camera. But you gotta look though, when in, in that situation, in in a situation like that, you can have a dog mm. and another dog. Mm-hmm. When the dogs together, this dog might got enough sense to say, all right. This is kind of he might be a bigger dog, or whatever. But I can I know I can drive this just design. Design's gonna dunk. Yeah, I can go throw this up design. Design's gonna dunk. I can pass the design. Dun, 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 dun. But in the other, but from the other way around, he's not thinking. All right, let me get him the ball. He gonna drive. Dun, 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 dun. He gonna do this. I can pass it. It's not that type of weight. Right. It's like one uh, lower himself for the other one. But when right. they're separated, opportunities. When they separate it, gets like scary. Absolutely, like with Jaw, you 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 nailed it. Like a lot of these players, you playing with Zion Williamson, he getting the ball every time. Like, yeah, it's, it's just like it. It's, it's just gonna be like that, man. And that's how basketball goes. Absolutely, absolutely. If you want to win, if you want to, yeah. play good. If you want, if Kimble, you want any eyes Kimble, at all, Kimba and Charlotte, sixties shooting every time. Can mm. you come to Boston? Let me get JT the ball. Yep. Let me get Jalen the ball. Let me, then I, okay, now I'm going to get off. Oh, wait, Marcus need to eat too. Right. Oh, that's just how I be, you know. If you want to win, if you want to win, you could, you can clash. You can be one of those guys that's like, nah, man, like, I know I'm just as good as I, I'm better than Zion. Zion just dunked. He just do this. Yeah. Or, or Jay Tatum, he ain't ready yet. I'm, I'm Kemba Walker. I'm a max player. I've done this. Yeah. Like, it could go left so easily. And it goes yeah. left for a lot of teams, a lot of chemistry. And, you know, we, we see it all the time. So, you got you got a choice to make. It's like, a, am I gonna? And and some people it might work out for. Am I gonna be this person who is so into myself that can let people know, like, listen, I know this guy's good, but I'm better, and I'm gonna get mine by any means necessary, or yeah. for the good of the team, for the good of winning. Because if we don't win, nobody's paying attention to us anyway. I'm gonna su- subtract a little bit of myself, bingo, so this guy can get what he got to get going, and then if he gets going, we all get going. Yeah. So it's it's a cash twenty two a lot of times it definitely is. Um, last couple of questions before I well, before before we wrap up, brother. Um, your, your your catchphrases, man. Like it's more than just you know funny stuff on the internet. It's more than just you know things that NBA players say and even sports commentators say and, and ESPN and Sports Center and all that. So I, I peep all that. You're making you're making your own money off of that. You got your step back split hack shirt, man. You got your boyfriend can't check me. You got your, your your music that you're working on. You're in the studio right now, probably working on music. You know, creatively, you know, you got to be able to 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 satisfy that a lot. You know, outside of just basketball. So, working as a creative and working as somebody who's you know not just creating content for people, but you're creating merch, music, all that type of stuff. What's the one thing that keeps you motivated? when it comes to, you know, knowing that everything that you're going to get out of life is going to come not just from basketball, but from up here as well. 
What keeps me motivated? One, I got a son I got to take care of. Oh, God bless, man. That's one. <laughs> yes, that. sir. Two, it's just what I like to do. It's nothing else I would, I would rather do. Mm. So if I don't do this, I could end up having to do something that I don't want to do. So I'd rather be living the rest of my life doing something I enjoy. I enjoy doing this stuff. And it's me. It's easier to do a job when it's you. I just do me, you know. Right. Like, but I do think a lot. What people don't do, a lot of people don't do right here. But I, I, I think a lot. Yeah. If basketball goes down, no, no TV, no basketball, boom. Okay, what else can I do to bring basketball to the world? All right, whatever. It's YouTube clips. I'm going to use them. All right, what? Boom. All right, you can't do that. What am I going to do? Okay, I'm going to play Who Got Next versus, versus Rappers. Since rappers think they're good, this, this, this. <laughs> I'm going to play Who Got Next to Rappers, one-on-one. Okay, where did I? Okay, boom. Okay, that don't work. All right, bet. Let's go. Uh, Filet. I like this Filet kid. He's, I, like, I, like, I like what he does. You know mm-hmm. what? Me and, me and Filet, I, st- I think I should collab with him. Let's make a famous though some Filet show. Make famous those some show. Boom. Oh, Max. I like how Max makes videos. Be that. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? We just might as well go together. Let's, let's, let's see what we can do. Let's make these videos. Dun, 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 dun. So that's just how, you know, it's easier when you, when you like doing what you can do and when, you just, when you're a nonstop thinker. Like, I'm a nonstop thinker about being bigger. It's, I like money. Yeah, yeah, everybody likes money. Everybody likes money. Whatever. But I like doing it. You feel me? I like the feeling I get. Like, yeah. You feel me? Like people, if you see a celebrity and he gets so mad or gets so hurt by a situation that's going on on the internet and what people say in the comments and stuff like that, boom, they say they do something bad. And, oh, oh, cancel him. He ain't nuts. He ain't this. He ain't that. And you wonder why they get so sad. And yeah. then you got some people say, uh, man, he make a million, he make ten million dollars, fifty million dollars a year. Uh, why, why is you worry about it? Why is you mad? What you worry about? Because it's not about the money no more. Mm. It's you want people. You doing this for the people, and when the people are like attacking you and they you feel and they're making you feel a certain way, you don't even think about how much money you got. All you think about is okay, okay, how can I reach these people better? How can I get a better image of myself? If it was, so that's you know it ain't about. It is about the money with it ain't. Like I say, once you've got money, it's like, I don't know. You want to be positive, get something back to the peoples, do something that you love. And that's just how I'd be, bro. That's just, I'll tell that's anybody who's listening to this, man, like, it's, that's a great lesson to, to leave people with because everybody gets into this. Well, a lot of people trying to get to something because, you know, money motivates them. And that's a good motivator for a little while, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. a good, like, if you're desperate, like, if you, if you like, man, I got to get out this house, I got to get out this, this, this neighborhood, I got to do this, this, that, like, money could be a motivator then, but the truly great ones are the ones that really, you know, strive and, and, and achieve excellence on what they do. Money's the last thing that they're thinking about. They're yeah. thinking about how, how, what, am I putting on anything in this world that's going to live past me? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, am I going to do something that's, even if it's not something I create, am I going to be somebody who sparks the creation of this thing? You know what I'm saying? And that is something that a lot of people should definitely take with them when it comes to this. And and just, you know, I feel like we're, we're in a crazy time right now where everybody is becoming more creatively free. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, everybody, we, we've all just got, let out the house for the first time in, in four months for a lot of people. And yeah. it's like, we don't, we were forced to create on our own. We were forced to like kill, eat what we kill. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it wasn't just, okay, we got to check in and do all this type of stuff. So I think we're heading to like, you know, especially after the pandemic and, you know, I read a lot of history books and hearing about like the Spanish flu and the roaring twenties came right after that because one, everybody was happy to be alive and two, it was just a boom of creativity from. But everywhere. them are the creators that we're talking about. Yes. You see, the people can't people can't do concerts no more. People can't do this. And mm. Tory Lane brings quarantine radio. Yeah. But he's a he's a. It's like you got to be a. I'm telling you, it ain't that easy. You got to be a, a, a thinker. You got to be a genius. Of they course. can't stop you when you're great. I'm telling you, doesn't matter what they do. They can't stop you when you're great. That's why I pray people took this quarantine, this pandemic, and stuff like that to be to find stuff that they want to do. I know so many people that go to work every day and hate it. Mm-hmm. 
Like, mm-hmm. So this is the time that you need it. When you said you ain't got time to do this, you ain't got time to do this. You got to be this. You got to do that. This is the time you need it to create, 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 and think about what you want to do so you never got to go back to that job. You feel me? Like, you have to take advantage of this stuff. <laughs> you got to take advantage of stuff like this. Don't just look at it as something bad. Yeah. Don't just look at something just bad. Take yeah. advantage of it. Know that you got you got people home captive feeding for content, so I'm gonna give them content. Yes, know people Bingo. that like, all right, we can't, we need live music, we need live events, something to recreate that experience. We're gonna have two favorite artists battle each other on Instagram live, and we're gonna do that. Come like, on, who's the genius something. out here? You know what I mean? Like, who's the genius out here, boy? <laughs> That's genius. I'm telling That's you, genius. Man. 112, jagged ass. Uh, boom, boom, boom. And the, beauty, the beauty of those versus battles and the beauty of quarantine radio is that. That stuff is going to outlive them, bro. Like, that is going to be the thing that takes their grandkids to college, bro. I guarantee you. Because, man, it's, it's, it's always – it's easy to create. It's hard as hell to innovate, man. And once yes. you innovate, once you crack that code of innovation, that's when you're on a different path, man. That's – that's it's it's great to hear, bro. No, I love um, But, yeah, man, Los, brother, Whistle Sports family, all day, every day, man. Thank you so much for swinging by Say Less. Uh, Stay safe out there, and can't wait to see some more of your content, brother. Same to you, man. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks for having me, Great talk, bro. Great talk, man. Have a good one, bro. You too, man. Take it easy, brother. You know what I'm out of here.